This is exactly right. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. This is Karen Kilgariff. I am, uh, I'm sorry that I sound like a dusty, dusty cowboy (laughs) off in a field. A dusty broom. Uh, Chris has allergies, everybody, and if you're sensitive to uh, snot ASMR type of stuff into your microphone... You're about to get everything you love and more. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry that I sound like Dusty Buffalo Springfield, but I am. <laughs> I don't. Everyone always says, "Oh, have you tried Claritin? Uh-huh. Have you tried sinus medic? Have you tried <laughs> allergy? Yes, of course I have, and it doesn't work. But have you tried blowing your nose? <laughs> it's so hard. It might work. What if I? Yeah. Have you tried blowing it so hard that it begins to bleed? <laughs> yes. Check. Actually, yes. I've done that a couple times. I don't know. And then the minute that I need to deal with it, I, um, you know, it goes away, and then I don't have to deal with it for a couple of weeks. It's not that steady. But today, man, I don't know what it is. There's no wind. And there's no wind, but the, it looks like the air is just kind of sitting here in a gross hang-around way. There's just no rhyme or reason. You know what? I can stump any allergy expert, which is anyone you talk to. Um, I, I'm allergic to the actual ocean. I go to the beach, and I just, everything blocks up. Is the, that true? The breeze coming from our sea. <laughs> um, the whale dander and the fish. I have like a... Uh, <laughs> fish hair? Yeah, I'm I'm allergic to to fish in a different way. Most people can't eat fish or or uh, shellfish, but I just the the wind of it, the wafting of it. You can't breathe fish. I can't breathe. I can't <laughs> inhale fish. I have a theory about why this happens to you. Okay, please. Do you think it's possible that when you get to the beach, the air is so much cleaner, it's almost like you're, you know, one of those sinus saline pour things where you have stuff go in one nostril and out the other? Maybe the air is actually cleansing your sinus cavity. Right. And and, uh, and cleansing is actually a, a terrible experience. <laughs> it is, yeah, I, maybe it's a giant neti pot. I'm, right, that's the word I was thinking Because those, yeah, I've, I've, uh, I have no luck with those either. But what? it just, and last night, I went to the end of the meltdown uh, venue in town. Uh, 
they had their final party night, and everyone was yelling. I it was just a room of comedians yelling. Right, that's what every comedian party is. It really is, you know. And I think that it's why we have so much more fun and we can relax without a guest in the car. Because even during all those conversations, I, I realized it is a bunch of people all at once trying to be funny or interesting and that so it makes you yell yeah there's no, there's not a lot of choreography to it with with most comics it's just if they they wait till you're almost done talking and then they just start talking over right. you that's the common practice i mean i listen to this podcast and i am listening to you but i do i'm like oh i know what she's saying and yes. i cut you off even well, though no. <laughs> no but that's our i think that's our at comedic rhythm I think we do it well Yeah you and I Have a back and forth That uh, everyone else Wants the same kind Of back and forth But really they're Interrupting That's right they, You can't force Back and forth We hate That's rape We hate other comedians <laughs> No you can't You have to Consensually have a conversation Yeah you have to be A fucking normal Human being God <laughs> for fucking Bid everybody And last night Was It's a lot of nice people That I haven't seen In a long time But I was exhausted And I think it made me Lose my voice That's um, my story I could feel Oh yeah Because you probably Had to talk up here Like yes. right And it was And there's music In the background And I'm deaf <laughs> And you're crying <laughs> Because the meltdown's closing Oh I was So so sad. I do. I d have loved performing at Meltdown, though. The it's always great, and the audiences there. You just can't. Uh, you can't argue with a place that packs good audiences every time. Yeah. Like people who genuinely love comedy. I think that it was that way for a while, and and lately they were, there's so many shows there that that I that at least the ones I've been doing where it's just a dozen people. Oh yeah. Yeah. That it, 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 for me, that place kind of tapered off uh, <laughs> emotionally, not abruptly like it did for a lot of people. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because um, uh, everything ends, you know? You know, it's a cyclical business that we're in. Uh, we're This could definitely be a winter no, for I mean, a lot of people. Every, not even just in life, we all die, you know? Yeah, we are going to definitely yeah, die. Yeah. And so, soon. So it's always, when people are sad about a thing ending or a business, I always like to bring up the fact that we're going to die. Yeah, and so really, <laughs> don't hold on to that one business ending because your business is yeah. about to fucking end. Yeah, one day your lungs are going to foreclose on your brain. <laughs> <laughs> so you better live it up. <laughs> Slowly, as you said, fluid <laughs> is collecting in your lungs. You don't know it. You just there's a little wheezy noise. You can't tell that you're slowly drowning inside yourself. <laughs> you are you are there is a swimming pool <laughs> inside you and your organs have no arm floaties. Oh, it's so sad. It's the saddest summer inside you right now. <laughs> when are you going to start writing these songs? <laughs> I, the saddest summer inside you. Oh wow, we got a honker. <laughs> we, we got a honker behind us. The person in front of us is being a real Sunday driver. The person behind us clearly has an Easter dinner or lunch. It's only noon. Yeah. To get to. Yeah. We're trapped in the middle like that wonderful song from the 70s. Over? No, fuck no. <laughs> Not our fault. Let's have a fight. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the person behind us is uh, probably involved in the Armenian mafia. From what I can see, oh, it's okay. a very fancy black BMW. Sure. And um, the woman in the passenger seat has bright blonde hair. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that as well. 
So I think there's some there's some power moves happening behind us. Oh wait, no, it's a Toyota. You're right. We definitely should slow down and see where this goes. <laughs> Pull out that AK-47 that I have in the yeah, backseat. Yeah, well, he's just. It would be great if he actually just drove past us and hit your side window with a bike lock. <laughs> But from his car. <laughs> it's the same guy. He finally yeah. got a car. He just goes, $2. <laughs> I want my $2. <laughs> that guy on the bike scared us. Guys, if you haven't seen Better Off Dead. Oh, yes. He's passing people he on it. the left. Oh, revealing that it's just a Camry. <laughs> <laughs> a, you fall for a black Camry in this town. That was thinking, amazing. Thinking it's impressive. Yeah, he was driving straight toward that car coming toward us. That was amazing. He doesn't have time on Easter Sunday. No, no. Now, Chris, it is Easter Sunday. Happy Easter, everybody. Oh, yes. Happy day that the, I believe, he rose. He did rise up from the dead. Or he's risen, or is he rising? I forget the tense. On Easter Sunday, he had done rose already. He done, done got risen. He did it while nobody was looking, apparently. Mm-hmm. The rock got rolled back. Okay. Boom, he's not there. This is, you are describing a zombie situation. Right? That's right. Then when, right as you walk into the cave to go, Jesus, he bites you in the neck. <laughs> and then you're also undead with him forever and, and ever. And then out, out from your neck comes a creamy like Cadbury <laughs> And that's the story of Jesus. And that's what's drowning you, actually, all this time. Yes. It has been. It is the, oops. I thought my thing fell, but it didn't. Oh. Sorry. And then it's I talk okay. directly into my microphone. It's quite all right. Everything, you know, this, what would this podcast be without some audio foibles? <laughs> without some major hits on the mics. It took me a while to realize it's a rabbit. It's, this is going to sound dumb, but the rabbit is uh, delivering, hiding eggs. Uh, and for the longest time, I'm like, sure, that makes sense. Uh, but it really doesn't, because I don't know if you know this, chickens are the ones that lay eggs right right right. why is a rabbit why is a rabbit the middleman to this egg delivery and and why what how is do you know the even symbolic uh thing beside that i I believe i do okay um well first of all you know rabbits kind of symbolize spring because that's when what's happening sir I'm not going to be a honker, but this man stopped at a green light. Um, rabbits symbolize spring, rebirth. Uh, that's what the Easter is all about, is Jesus being, rising again is his rebirth for our sin. He died for our sins. Now he's up at the right hand of the Father, fucking taking care of business. Yeah. We can just ask. We can just say we're sorry for doing really shitty things and we get forgiven. That's the setup. Okay. The symbolism is that rebirth in baby chickens, bunnies, whatever. They can't have the Easter chicken delivering eggs. Why is that? Well, they're their eggs. So that's gross. It's like, that's like someone, you know what I mean? Giving away their babies, just going to different firehouses. Yeah, exactly. And leaving their babies. And going here, this is fine. But so you need a middleman in that situation. Also, people don't really like chickens. They're not that cute. Baby chicks are kind of cute, but they can't get the job done. Right. Hold that whole basket. Yeah. You know, you need a full-grown male rabbit with a with a bow tie on and a vest. Right. Well, if that's my point, though. If you're going to go so far as to dress up, uh, you know, the bow tie and vest, you might as well think about how wings can be anthropomorphized and become fingers, thereby allowing a wing to become a hand, much like when Donald Duck... It's flying and then he lands and then, but then all of a sudden he grabs a rifle. Yes. Uh, you know, those fe- it's, it's, those feathers become fingers. Sometimes yeah. I've even seen some 
animation detail where there's a little fingernail on the tip of the <laughs> feather wing finger, and it's like it's horrifying. You can't just make it suddenly a hand. You, well, yeah, that's very. Um, then you're going into some kind of a hybrid animal. Yeah, that's no longer a normal chicken if there's fingers on the feathers. No. Then now this is a scientific experiment gone wrong. Yeah. Then you don't know what the story is anymore. Yeah. Is it Easter? Are we on the fucking island of Dr. Moreau? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> you know what I'm going to do is uh, cut for a second and put a new battery in and your... And tell you what I don't like about what you just said. <laughs> we're going to discuss what you just said. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. And we're back. That was, okay. that was tough to hear. You sound better. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah, I needed to... Uh... You know, there's some peaking. Whenever it goes to the red here, if you know anything about sound engineering, which I know you do, <laughs> um, that's usually there's like a pop or a crackle. But uh, sometimes you need, you, they just the levels need to be there. It's true. Well, and you know I'm a loud talker. So don't be afraid to ride those dials. <laughs> what is it called? Ride the ones and twos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm oh, just yeah. riding the ones and twos. Just ride them. Uh... Well, I think we're... I don't know where I've driven us now. <laughs> I don't know where we are. I love it, though. It's We've the hills. We've been here before. Have we? Yes. It's the hills of Glendale. This seems familiar. It's like kind of cool old mansions. Mm-hmm. And then uncool new mansions. Yes. And a lot of white Mercedes-Zs. It's... Yeah. Mercedes. Ooh, look at... I mean, that church is solar. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Oh my God! That's oh, you know that's Ed Begley's church. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Ed Begley, <laughs> Egg. Oh, I just uh, I just invented the next. It shouldn't be a rabbit. It should be Egg Begley Egg Jr. Egg Begley Jr. It's Easter. Just kind of grumpy, and he wants to talk to kids about global warming. <laughs> and he's an egg. It's just lightly cracked. Oh, egg, eggly. Who's eggly bagel face? Oh, that's... <laughs> I think uh, Matt Bronger has a joke about finding in a phone book someone named eggly bagel face. <laughs> There's no way. Yes, uh, yeah, apparently. Uh, he's a real person, and they prank called him. Eggly bagel face. <laughs> it is a... It's it's his, Brady Stanellis. Oh, right. Okay, I'm... Uh, Still riding those ones and twos? Yeah, there's just, there's always something going on. Well, uh, we're going to get Stephen, uh, our podcast engineer for My Favorite Murder, to come and be our podcast engineer for Do You Need a Ride? That is the best news I've heard in a long time. Yeah. Because this make you know, this is, I I leave with feelings of guilt. I, because I, frankly, Karen, I don't know. I, I never did the research. I just bought this thing. I'm like, how do I... Uh, the very first time, the, the way I did it, that's the way I still do it. Yeah. And last time, I don't know what happened, but there were ghosts <laughs> in them, their sound waves. And we each took to one, one side, right? Right, right, which some people enjoyed. I, you know what? If most people say, uh, when are you doing the next episode? And I'm like, I don't know. But if one person says, I like it when you guys don't have a guest. I'm like, perfect. That one person has dictated <laughs> the right. whole show because that makes things easier. Yep. And one person also said she she enjoyed how it was in stereo. Oh, well, then we never have to look again. But I think once we have, um, you know, we have Steven, you don't, you don't have to worry about that part so much. Then we'll be free to riff. I. It'll be wonderful. You, I, it's going to be 
when I have nothing to do but think of what I'm going to say next, just sitting in a chair with my hands in front of me, Imagine. it's going to be the best. Imagine. It's going to be your birthday. You say it's mine? Yeah, I do say it's your birthday. Well, and it's my birthday, too. <laughs> my name's John Jacob Jingleheimer-Smith. <laughs> oh, my God. That song is a total rip-off of John Jacob Jingleheimer-Smith. It is. <laughs> do you have a bit about that? No, no. That's hilarious. It, it should. It, maybe I'll uh, have uh, Paul Ryan say something. Yeah. I can't. I can't. All I do is think about Paul Ryan. I have those shows coming up. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's not healthy to think about someone all the time that you're not a uh, fan of. So that's very true. You, you are now seeing the world through the filter of Paul Ryan, which yeah. must be a living nightmare. It is, and uh, I've just got to quit doing this research. I'm quit reading Ayn Rand and all this stuff. <laughs> Everything I'm doing is bumming me out. It I is. Bet. I knew it would, and it is. Yeah. So. I'm just going to dress like him and look like him and, and, uh, saying you say it's your birthday. <laughs> Do you ever think about how that's, uh, like John Jacob Jingleheimer Smith type jokes that I would say, but yeah, yeah. while looking like Paul Ryan and, and not get as political as I had planned. Just, uh, just say stuff like that, but you're wearing a tie. Right. And then just collect up your, all your cash earnings. Well, what I'm going to, it will be very real, realistic in that I will have my talking points, which are actually Chris Fairbanks talking points. So when <laughs> political questions are asked of Paul Ryan, I will bring it back to me just being Chris Fairbanks. Good. Does that make sense? It's the perfect plan. Yeah, it is. And, uh, yeah. And it lets off a lot of pressure. Yeah. I mean, look. Like you were saying, it's like nobody's expecting you to fucking Rich Little the fuck out of this and somehow become a different person. Oh, is there anyone better than Rich Little? <laughs> That's why no one expects you because the answer to that is absolutely not. It's so, it's, yeah. Hey, look, a laser tag center. Oh. I never knew that was there. Let's go. Glendale Laser Tag Center. Well, that's so funny because it's also a surgical center, and I hope they don't use the same lasers. <laughs> I w oh, it's lasering the skin tags no, off of your was, body. It was a laser tag. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. It's the only way it's also a surgical center. Laser tag. Oh, imagine the disappointed children. Oh. A whole going there for a birthday party, dressed, <laughs> ready to play laser tag. And they're like, oh, look at some of these disgusting skin yeah, tags. And then they just get locked in a room and some adult removes their irregular moles. <laughs> That's no birthday. <laughs> I have to know more. I I mean, I, I'm not in. Oh, that guy. Oh, so sorry, sorry. Yeah. He, he was. But he, he was, nothing changed. He just decided to do it. Yeah. He was standing there not going. And then he went when I went. Yeah. He just... Uh, it really is one of my big fears to hit a pedestrian. It is. And it's one thing that I... When I'm at a corner and it's time... I'm turning right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it really is up to that human when they're going to leap into the street. Yes. Uh, it could say walk and they're hesitating. So... But no matter what, if if it's a pedestrian and you are get close to hitting them, they can hate you. Yeah. And as a pedestrian, don't... When I... I can never see the other side of it. When I'm the pedestrian, the car almost hits me. I'm like, well, you're an asshole and you're in a hurry. Yep. But once I'm the one driving, I'm like, it is a touchy, touch-and-go situation. You really have to pay attention. 
Well, and remember when I had the Honda Fit? Mm-hmm. Th- this part of the Honda Fit was so wide. I've experienced that it. it ta- taking left turns, if somebody was mid-crosswalk, they would be completely blocked by this, whatever this thing is called in the front of the car that holds the windshield on. Yeah, the sill. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. I always have frame around a window. I'd yeah, call a window it's a sill. window sill. It's a it's a it's a uh, vertical window sill that was too wide. So I uh, probably four different times almost hit guys, and I didn't see them until my car was two feet away. Right. It was crazy. Yeah, I I'm. It's. I think all cars should be, just be a globe like the Pope Mobile or something you would. Expect bingo balls to be bouncing in. Oh, Just that's a no. Good idea. Yeah, I mean, ugly, sure. Yeah, sure, it would be ugly. Kind of a Jetsons thing, I think, is what you're thinking. Yeah, of. yeah, isn't it? Every all cars should just be a globe of 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 glass. Yes. And make a noise. And there should be snow floating in there with you <laughs> as you drive. And maybe a cityscape of Chicago. Wouldn't that be nice? Yes, yeah, some sort of a holiday message. <laughs> Hey, look at that high-rise as a Nestle building. Oh, just 25 stories of chocolate. <laughs> oh, I hear they're keeping all the water now. They I hear are, Nestle is doing some fucked up shit with our water. They really are being that giant uh, man from Mad Max. That just wants all the water for <laughs> Hoarding himself. all the water. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and all the... Uh, I think pregnant lady breast milk. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention when I watched that. I just like the cinematography. I don't remember the pregnant lady part, but <laughs> they, I trust you. He was holding this this giant man that was a, a, like a Marlon Brando type guy. Remember, yes. he's like a Darth Vader. I didn't really. Oh, from pay the most recent one. Yeah, 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 the most recent one. Gotcha. It had something to do with with uh, breast milk. Yeah. And water, like what the people needed water, other people needed milk. There wasn't a lot of dialogue. It was just a lot of cool shots. I'd say babies probably needed that milk, right? <laughs> yes, you're right. Would there you were think? no babies. You're right. There was no babies. It's just like uh, any future. Uh, it's it's the problem is that we can't populate. Yeah, we is, ran out of babies. Yeah, uh, God forbid we aren't uh, knocking out babies all day. I, I think it could. It would be the best thing that could happen to our globe if there were no more babies yeah. not not i mean it would be it sad and dark but also there's too many people right we're not saying we don't enjoy babies i mean God, i ever, love a baby have you ever had a baby just grab your thumb and put his oh. whole hand around it oh that's pretty great have you ever had a baby smile at you that's so great but Come if on. but a bunch of babies kind of a burden on society that's true like mm. two, one two babies is are great right replace then, yourselves Ten thousand babies is too many you're selfish you fucking we, we're, we get it. You're rich. You can yeah. have as many babies as you want. We get it. You're a rich Mormon. <laughs> we're, we get it. You have great taste in interior decorating. But that doesn't mean Mormon. Have you ever seen like a Mormon website? Uh, they, they fucking got the lifestyle shit on lock in Utah. Is it like, I'm imagining a lot of gold curtains. No, no, no. It's oh. very like home. It's very mason jarry of like, I sewed these curtains. Here's oh, okay. I made fresh bread. It's all very like... It's the celebration of homemaking in the in a cool way. Right. It's really nice. Well, I, I remember going to a Mormon household. I was kicked out when I said Jesus. Right. I uh, As an expletive, they, well, they yeah. asked me politely to leave. To get the fuck out. Which was real sad because this, as I remember it, I was young, but you walk in and their living room was turned into a 
beanbag and trampoline trapeze room. Yeah. Um, and with swinging ropes, and it was a, it was like a fun gymnasium, a gym for yeah. children. It was and, a dream gym. And I, ne- I was like, <clears throat> I, I was allowed to go to this house. I was brought into this giant room for gymnastics, and I said, Jesus, like, because I'm so excited to use it, but when I said Jesus, they said, you have to leave. <laughs> and I never got to play. So sad. Yeah, that's the judgment. And I went to my dad, and I'm like, they, I think I was crying. And he said, yeah, Mormons are, Mormons are fucked up, son. <laughs> I mean, that's it's the ultimate jerk around for a child, because it was, you weren't, uh, it wasn't malicious. It just came out of you. And they, the reason it came out of you is because of the thing they took you out of. Right. Exactly. Just the ultimate injustice. And I never learned anything. And they were, they so politely kicked me out. I'll never forget that. And I'll never stop blaming all religions. (laughs) I would say you should, you can easily pull the Muslims into that one. Um, oh right! I yeah. don't know about the Buddhists, though. I don't. You're gonna have to reach for the blue the well, Buddhists. Their dad was kind of fat. There oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Then fuck, <laughs> fuck Buddhists. <laughs> I'm yeah. It was really upsetting. But the one time I did stand up, Greg Barrett and I went to Ogden, Utah. Uh huh. The audience was very Mormon. I just knew right away they were all drinking Diet Coke and. I've never experienced a better audience. They were so excited. Yeah. And I was I was kind of editing myself at first because I only had so many jokes, and most of them were about my balls. Right. And they, uh, or you know what, I not balls, but just kind of dirty sex word play. Dick and balls. Dicks and balls. Thank you. <laughs> and they were, I, I, they at one point a woman heckled, "Be dirty, talk about sex." <laughs> And I'm. They That's want, not a heckle. You're just taking requests at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for salt and pepper songs. <laughs> I will tell you. Here about I go. Sex, here baby. I go. Here I go again. <laughs> we just did shows in Salt Lake City, and they were. Uh, we did two nights in a row, both amazing. Right. So smart. Like the audience was right there with us. Right. For every single thing. It was great. It's great. I think Mormons have their quirks. And they're, you know, that religion is a little strange. But I think it makes for some decent people. I think it absolutely makes for decent people. The, all the Mormons I've met in person that I've known uh, known well are the best people. Right. It's also that thing of, like, uh, look, whatever kind of broad stroke a group of people is brushed with, there's always good and bad, obviously. In, of course. In all of them. So. And especially with Mormons. I mean, as especially a kid. Especially with Mormons. There was the Mormons that were real serious about it, and they had a, they always had a lot of siblings. But then there were other ones, like in high school, that just partied and threw giant parties, and their parents would buy them alcohol. And I'm like, what? They would, like, rebel every once in a while. Does sure. that make sense? Yes. Like the... I, you know, yes. how much people do. Well, you're 16. Go smoke some crack. But be <laughs> back here this time next year. That's what rumspriga means. It means go smoke crack in Amish. <laughs> <laughs> rumspriga. Rumspriga. <laughs> now, Chris, can you think of... Rumspriga, rumspriga, one, two. Rumspriga, rumspriga, one, two, three. It's called the rumspriga. <laughs> Sorry. What were you going to ask? I was going to ask, do you have any uh, outstanding Easter memories that you want to share on this, our holiest of Easter Sundays? 
any kind of a ham dinner that you had, any anecdote. This is this is my most. I, this is the habit I hate the most of podcast hosts. They right. ask a question and continue asking specific questions, even though there's nothing more clear than the question. That right, right. And place. as you give the examples, I'm checking off that my only anecdote, <laughs> yes. anecdote was having that a ham story. dinner. Yes. It's like, well. That's ruined. <laughs> that you took the wind out of my ham. Ah, oh, it's so many good salty ham stories. Oh, that's one time I snorted a clove. No, I most Easter's it just meant that was really the one time of year that my uh, very tall, kind of scary grandpa was in a good mood, and oh. we all went to like. The Methodist Church, which is, uh, you know, that's a funner. It's a fun church. Is it? Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of rules. Okay. <laughs> it's just under Presbyterian as far as like, yeah, you don't even have to read the Bible. Come on in. <laughs> Sit on this cushion. Because I was involved with like youth stuff when I was young. Right. Just because right. there's kids there. Right. But my parents weren't that religious, but my grandparents were. So we go to that church and then we go out to Joker's Wild because... What's that? Oh, it was a casino and they had... A, <laughs> wow. you, could eat, you could eat for free as a veteran or something. I don't know why we went to Joker's <laughs> Wild. I love Joker's Wild. And yeah, people had jester hats and there was kind of a... There was kind of an off with his head theme. <laughs> And uh, we would go there, and, and you know, even even my uncle would say some words to me. It was like a more because otherwise, uh, you know, Easter not in uh, dying eggs is always fun. It's yes. early printmaking or or uh, ceramic, uh, you know, glazing. Yes, it's it's you know, some of your eggs are kind of come out brown. You got you can't just mix all the colors together and dip them. You no. hyper little shit. You fucking dipshit. Sorry, I just turned to my grandpa. <laughs> but there's times where you figure out, you know, using crayons, do, doing tie dye type methods. Yep. Eggs dying, egg dyeing is actually really enjoyable. And I even think about buying. Uh, who makes it? Paws. Paws. The only thing they make. What a weird business. They're just, their <laughs> doors are closed 11 months out of the year. And then boom, they explode in March. And and earn enough. They have a yeah. stronghold. It's, I, I don't, I I've call never. I it a monopoly. I, there's never been another brand of egg dye than Paws. It's so true. They rose to the top and then they fucking stayed there. I think Cadbury, some other people that have like some candy angles, they try and get in with, but no one figured out how to. Just, no one. There's always those ones that are like decorated this new way, but, yeah. but pause and maybe pause is a part of that too. But I'd say for the most part, it's just pause and like holding your holding a hard boiled egg into pink vinegar. Right. Is that's Easter? Yeah, it really is. That that's what stands out the most. And then me receiving a kite. A, <gasps> oh, what was the decoration? Do you remember? I I just like a two eyes. Uh, oh, right. No, they were never that. It was usually uh, like a plastic one that would break upon <laughs> the wind pulling on it. It would just snap in half. The moment the wind kicked up. Yeah, yeah. But I did always receive kites. That was nice. I love a kite. I think I have okay Easter memories. Okay. I good. always had pastels that I'm like, well, I'm wearing this pastel polo. Yeah. I, th I think I liked it. But it wasn't, you know, I think it's a lot different if you have like a very religious family. There's always... Well, we know, we would go to church, but my mom, I heard this story later that my uncle Steve, I was the youngest uh -huh. and my cousins were up to like, you know, seven or eight years young, older than me. 
and my sister's two years older than me. So we go to we'd all go to church. My next our my aunt and uncle and our family. Uh-huh. And my uncle Steve would ask to have me sit next to him. And then at one point he would pinch me on the leg. This I is would, getting creepy. I would start crying, and then he would go, "I'll take her outside." <laughs> and then he'd be able to leave church. Oh God, it was like a plan. That's yep. great. He and used you. He used me. And you both benefited. And from then it. we were out. I got to run around in the park. He would smoke, and That's we were so out of church. Funny, Steve. My uncle Steve was the greatest. Saving the day. That's so great. He was the greatest, but he was also a. Uh, Wait, you know, did it was was it real crying or you would pretend? No, he, to cr- it was real. He would pinch me hard enough to cry. <laughs> And they'd be like, I'll take her outside. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I never knew that. I have no memory of that. Right, though. of course. No, you, I didn't realize, it, yeah, this was an age where you were. You would cry. It didn't trigger <laughs> you to be like, hey, no, pull the waterworks, kid. <laughs> no problem. I think I was able to build up to that later, knowing right. if you can just do it yourself, then you won't get pinched. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I cried back then, but I didn't start being able to cry for no real like when I woke up until like the last couple of years <laughs> yeah you have to work back into that yeah you just have to have uh, the right things going on in the world I like the fact that I'm now at the age where I don't care if I start crying in front of people like I'll be telling a story and get choked up and then just cry through it and then keep going and I just don't even care right. anymore yeah it's I, not like a I'm not ashamed of it anymore no because usually I, there's other times where it's super real like I don't think either one of us when our moms died we like cried on we'd talk about like you asked me about my mom's funeral and stuff and I think I all of a sudden it was like we were talking about a business proposition <laughs> like I just got all serious yes there's different kinds of crying but if you show me a raccoon swimming up to a dog that's already swimming and getting on its back and riding on it and they, and they both are mutually enjoying it I yep. will fucking cry yes a hundred percent so I'm like I'm like a, uh, it's it's weird but if if shit has hit the fan I don't know. I you got to shut it down. Yeah, it's weird. So, uh, so really, when I see a raccoon on a dog's back, I see that and I start crying about my mom. Yeah. Yeah. It is your mom. Yeah. It's that's the whole journey of your mom and you. <laughs> that raccoon. <laughs> yeah. No, that's it. Can't be that on the nose. Uh, it has to be something that's kind of oddly surrounding it. So right. there was like I saw a video on Twitter a couple of weeks ago of the little girl that's playing a little. It looks like a little <clears throat> accordion, uh-huh. like a squeeze box, and she's sitting on a little uh, stump right outside <laughs> a, a corral of, like, a field that's fenced in. What year is this? <laughs> is this video from... It just happened. <laughs> okay. So she's playing this little squeeze box, and all the cows come running to her. Oh, wow. And it's one of the cutest things you'll ever fucking see. Look it up. Oh, my... It's the best video. And she's the sweetest-faced... She looks like the little Debbie girl. She's got freckles and braids. It's so cute. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So someone said, I mean, this was a setup. It's a setup. It was a fucking setup. It just. That they used her and yeah. her talent to set up a tripod, <laughs> put on freckle makeup on her. Yeah, I think the mom was like, oh, this is. I'm not, I'm not the only one that's going to think this is cute. Yeah, this kid of mine this- is just money waiting to happen. <laughs> Jeez. Her mom had YouTube stars in her eyes. And she said, hit record, Jim. Her eye, her eyes became star swipes <laughs> of a video. Of editor. her own daughter. <laughs> her own daughter uh, pixelated into a thousand tiny squares. And she said, this is money, baby. <laughs> In, but 
Unfortunately, in the corner of her eye, it was blinking 12 o'clock. She couldn't figure out how to undo that. <laughs> uh, she's still a mom at the end of the day. She's still going to be a mom about tech. <laughs> that guy was riding a motorcycle crouched down in a way that only meant he just robbed a bank. Yes. Did you see that? I did. Very, very suspect. He was kind of going snaky back and forth. Oh, yeah. that's what we were going to talk about. Snakes. <laughs> <laughs> Snakes. <laughs> Snakes. Snakes. <laughs> no, it's, it was, I was going to say to you, because I, I opened for Lizzie Cooperman for her album recording last oh, night. Oh, yeah. I am very regret not going. You you should miss, very regret. Yeah. Um, it was super funny and good. And it, like, it was one of those things where like, you know, our friends record albums a lot. It's the thing everybody does these days. But when someone has been working really hard... And then actually does it and people go fucking berserk. Like, I have not heard an audience laugh this hard in a really long time. It was so... She just destroyed. And my roommate said that she, more than ever, he was seeing her take her time, go low with things, yep. and then explode into these moments and then pull back. Yep. I just wish I had seen... I haven't seen a long set from Lizzie Cooperman ever. We never get to do... Shows where we're all doing an hour. Right, we no. We only get to get little pieces, so I really regret missing that. But the good thing is you can, her album will come out. Yep. And I think, and they taped it, so I think you'll be able to see it at some point. Yeah, I think with her, it's, I, she makes me laugh visually, and that's not just, you know, it's, it's in Cape Berlanta. People do, I think I'm one of these people, like, you kind of... I, a lot of it is physical and facial yeah. expressions. I, I, I sell. Let's. Okay, I cross my eyes. All right, Karen. Look, you stick your tongue out just to prove a point at the end of an idea. If I didn't do that, would this be that funny? <laughs> Arugula. <laughs> right. Oh my God, tongue stares. <laughs> yeah. How did you do that? Well, it all had something to do with the zoot suit I'm wearing. Oh, <laughs> uh, we still, we still. We stole that from our friend April. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. She's always talking about a wolf wearing a zoot suit, <laughs> seeing a girl, and his stereo turned to tongue. That's right. That's her whole bit. It's fucking funny. It's my favorite. Anytime someone uh, accurately describes a moment from our, like cartoons or something as a kid, yeah, that's like the ultimate goal where you can tap into that and someone's like, holy shit. You just brought back a visual from me being eight years old. Yes. I should probably, as an exercise, just sit down and think of those things. But for a lot of people, it's like being molested or something. <laughs> that or, makes them laugh the hardest. Yeah, yeah, or that happened when they were that age. Come I on. I mean, everyone has a whole... It's a, There's a rainbow of experience out there. There's a whole... There's gr just gradations of yeah. cartoons are great. It also creeps me out because we could, we were just constantly alone in front yeah. of the TV. Yep. I spent 60% of my life walking by myself in the country. That's so fucking weird. <laughs> like in this day and age, if you cut to me, if you picked any like time code from my childhood and just punched in, I would be standing by myself in a field somewhere. It's They're so odd. Really fields. Yes, it was just like we lived out in the country. You were like my my parents had no interest in driving us anywhere or doing anything proactively. It was like if you wanted to do something, they right. would just say go outside. You gotta go find it. Go outside. 
And then you'd just be like, all right, I'll just go walk around on my aunt's farm. It was that, yeah, I do remember just, I'd walk to school, little kid, yeah, ride yep. my bike everywhere. Um, but I was, though, always paranoid about being stolen. Good. Sorry, kidnapped. Um, Are you about to throw up? I just am a mess. Are you triggered by this, by your own story? <laughs> I'm just thinking about always being afraid of every every type of van. Well, yeah, but you should have been. Yeah. There, and, you were right to be. And then after school, the, the, the program that I went to, because it was inexpensive, was with Salvation Army. And what did they pick us all up in? An unmarked white A van. fucking straight-up van. Everything I learned had to be forgotten just so I could, uh, you know... Get into that get, van. Yeah, get, get some free... Uh, swimming pool time yeah they don't just they aren't just a drop off for your used clothes they'll also watch your kids <laughs> it's nice and a lot of the people um are uh working there mm-hmm. are themselves in need of help in some way yes so I, it's actually like proactive it helps everybody yeah I, that's one thing i remember from salvation army daycare and summer camp i did uh, both hmm. um everyone had holes in their clothes <laughs> sometimes do you ever sometimes I look back on things I think of that or or the fact that I played with uh, blocks which were my dad just cut up two by fours and I I was like wait was I poor you uh-huh. know but I think it was just you know I'm from my whole state is poor Montana's right. the poorest well state. and everyone's a little bit low key also yeah. it's not like a, nobody's being um, conspicuous about their Right. Richness. Right. It's farmer style. Yeah. You get blocks are of, of the salt of the earth type of toy for a child, a cowboy child. Right. Yeah. Like I suppose yourself. if I really cared and wanted it like more kids do now, my dad would get me a pair of vans or something when I was little. He just didn't, I, you know, it wasn't a thing. Now you see kids and they're like, I'm like, why is that kid all dressed cool with a cool haircut? <laughs> what kind of church is this? Uh, Western, whoa! Armenian Western Diocese. Fuck, and this is the place. That, <laughs> that looks fun. Look at everybody. It's like an Easter fair. God, they're like, they're, is there rides? They got, look at that. There's an Uncle Sam on stilts. Wow. They got a trip. <laughs> no, oh, it's just, they're selling used cars. It's just an <laughs> Oh, Armenian it's a used car lot. Car lot. Okay. Western Diocese Armenian Church. Yep. Why does that one make me want to go? Because huh. it looks fun. Everybody's like... They're having a weekend. That lady actually is carrying a basket, like legit Easter basket style. That it's funny. Uh, that is kind of what I miss. I do miss getting a basket with that grass and there's little chocolate eggs and you find eggs. It's all fun stuff. So best. Well, if I may tell another story about Uncle Steve, please, please. Um, this is how he would pay me back for like getting pinched to get him out of church type uh-huh. of stuff. He would when there would be an Easter egg hunt, and I actually have pictures of this happening in action uh-huh. my uncle steve would walk around so they make all the kids wait in the house and the adults would go out and hide all the eggs right? right and then we'd all go out with our baskets and run around the backyard trying to find eggs but i was the youngest uh-huh. so my uncle i learned to watch my uncle steve he would walk ahead of me and then point with his cigarette fingers where the eggs were that's how i learned to like pay attention <laughs> And, like, go, like, well, if you actually don't just run around where all the kids are going, Uncle Steve is showing you where the, all the eggs are if you just pay attention <laughs> I love it. to where he's pointing. So I would just very quietly 
follow him and then like, oh, how did she find the, an egg in oh, the drain? The but he would just be like, just very like, mm, mm. we were a real <laughs> team. Me and my Uncle Steve were a, a real team. That's the best. And cigarette fingers. I just want to draw that now. Right? Just actual cigarette fingers. <laughs> Burning at the tips. <laughs> I love it. I love that he did that. And yeah. then and then everyone's congratulating you and he just kind of winks yep. like, yeah, we did it together. Yep. He had a mustache. He kind of looked like, um, is it, uh, who is the guy in all those uh, is, revenge movies? He, he looked like, what's his name? The guy with the mustache. Revenge movie. James Woods? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm to think the vigilante movie, you know, his oh, mu- his daughter Arman, and Antonio Banderas. <laughs> older, oh. older, like shit. Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. That's what he looked like. I oddly that is was he is he your bro- your dad's brother? No, he what they weren't blood relatives. Okay, they were our next door neighbors and my parents' best friends. Oh, okay. So we just did everything with them and still do. My cousin, my aunt Jean, still lives on that ranch. And my cousin Stevie moved back to the ranch and built a house on it. And now we, when we go to like Christmas, it's a, it's in the same place. Oh, cool! He's still around. Yep. No, my uncle Steve died when I was twelve. Oh, okay. Real shocking, sad. The first time I ever had to deal with death in my life. Yeah. And he had a heart attack and dropped dead when he was like fifty-five. Wow. At, just out of the blue, it was really awful. Um, yeah. And then, basically, I think because of that our families got even closer. So like my cousin Stevie and my sister, like they're like brother and sister. Like my, my cousin Stevie babysits my niece. Like that we spend every holiday yeah. together. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I don't get to, cause I'm down here yeah, trying to live the life of a Hollywood star. You are living it. I'm trying to, but it's lonely and I don't get to have Easter egg hunts with my family. It is lonely. It is. It is. I, I realized the other day or, Last night I went to go to that party and I couldn't find my car because I had parked it a week ago. I didn't move my car for a week. <laughs> so that's a, you know, I ride my bike to my therapy. My I go to a new physical therapist. He's a uh, semi-pro skateboarder, but he's oh. a doctor of physical therapy. So really? I, I showed up and I'm like, I'm, I want to skateboard again. And I, these are the tricks I'm having trouble with and he's like that's this muscle and this muscle and he hooked me up to a machine and we tested the strength of my legs and if in different directions and he really has figured out how to isolate where my because even if I take these classes like that bar method thing and we're doing these leg kicks or whatever I have other muscles doing that work for the muscles that should be doing it like I'm compensating yeah. in certain ways you're but, relearning yeah, and so I have all this scar tissue and weird shit happening in front of my leg when, because that's pushing instead of letting my ass muscle do it or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I think so. And he's he's <laughs> real good at it. And I, I'm the point is, you're about to see a mid forties skateboard career blossom. Hell yes. And I won't even need to do this comedy. It's just gonna get in the way of uh, how how many now. Of course. Now, do you think? I'll never stop doing. You'll never stop doing comedy, but could you be on the cover of Thrasher magazine? Is it too late? It is too late because now what these kids are actual athletes and they are jumping off things that horrify me. Yeah. And it's it's pretty much about that. How big and technical can you go? And I can only go technical on the flat ground and 
my little flat ground tricks are not going to make it <laughs> on. They're not photo worthy. Maybe video, you know, if you could see a little could you fancy drop, footwork gif. Could you could you drop into a half pipe if you had to? Oh, sure, of course. Yeah. Oh, you okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, I All can. Right. Well, that's a big deal to me. I mean, it's it's uh, you know, I just have higher expectations of myself. <laughs> I've been doing it so long. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, you know. But I I like I like it. It makes me happy. I think that I'll be real happy when I get my when I have the legs of a boy again. Yes, yeah, so you you have to build it back up and then that's like a good goal. Now, let's talk real quick about your physical therapist one more time. Is yes. he married? He is. I don't know. I don't know. I was following on him on Instagram. Why are you attracted to him? A skateboarder doctor? Yes. <laughs> are you crazy? That's the dream. He is. He. Uh, it's funny. He really does. He is a. He talks clinically. He's very, really smart. He has good uh, bedside manner. I'm usually soft on. hands. He's got. Uh, oh no. He really did. He puts his elbow into my scar tissue and it hurts. <laughs> and he's like, "This is going to hurt a little bit, but it's." Uh, and it does. I like sweat, but he's really breaking it up. Nice. But yeah. Yeah, let's. I'll have some stuff getting broken up. And then yeah, he's a sound skateboarder. Technically, he does a lot of uh, flip in, flip out, ledge work. He's good. I'm just picturing Tony Hawk in a white coat, and I'm into it. <laughs> I want to get in there somehow. Yep. I. Uh, you know, I could ask. I can <laughs> drop some hints. So, just, you a single guy, Doc? No. Take a look at that. <laughs> wow. He turned into Homer Simpson as he's as he's put it, throwing his elbow into my flexor. <laughs> I now have I told you about going to the finally going back to the dentist after years and years, and my dentist turned out to be a, be- a beautiful man. No, he became beautiful. Yes, right in front of my eyes. No, I, I went. So I was having problems. So I hadn't <laughs> been to the dentist in a really long time, right? Because I got all paranoid and phobic because yeah. I had to get all these t- terrible root canals. So I'm like, I can't do it anymore. I can't right. have my teeth drilled ever again. So I finally was starting to get pain, but my uh, the. Seizure medicine I take for my gums is bad for my gums. So oh, I can't okay. not go. Right. And so I started getting really worried that I was like basically eroding all of my own teeth away. Right. And like it, I was getting paranoid about of it. Of course. You have dreams. Do you have dreams where they crumble and yes. fall out of your face? Like as you're talking cookie, to people. Cookie crumbs. Yes. Yep. Yep. And, and you're trying to grab them and apologize and as they're back. falling out of your mouth. Yes. Yeah, put them back together like you're gluing an <laughs> expensive vase. Tiny, tiny vases in your mouth. <laughs> oh, God. So... I finally was getting pain in, in a tooth where I'm like, this is a cavity uh, that's and it. I have to go back to the dentist. Yeah. So I looked up a dental place and I found a place that was kind of in Beverly Hills. And I'm like, these people are going to charge me and it's going to be worth my while. And they like, it seemed like a real fancy high end dentist. Right. I'm like, I'm fucking going there. Right. I go in for, for a consultation and the dentist that looked at my teeth for the consultation, I was like, I think I have to get gum surgery. I was like almost crying as yeah. I was telling him all my problems. Right, right. The guy looks at my um, mouth and he's like, it's fine. You, you just need to get like a deep cleaning and you just need to like, get, you know, catch up with all your stuff. Sure. And it made me feel so much better. It was like the best thing I could have done for myself. But when I went back to actually start getting the work done... He had gone from a frog to a prince. <laughs> well, it wasn't him. The oh, consultation okay. dentist 
was one guy. Then he's like, here's your, here's your dentist who's about to go dig around in your mouth. And then this beautiful Persian man comes around the corner. I don't know if he's Persian. Is some, Just an, an Aladdin type guy? A, a gorgeous Aladdin type, which is my type. That's wow. my, I love a swarthy man. Oh, cool. And then he's all digging in my mouth now. And <laughs> it was really humiliating. But then I was like, no, this is good. It's good for me to go through this and like get this bad work done and, and like pay for my sins. And now I'm slowly getting the, uh, I have a dentist appointment like every week. Really? And I just always go back to my crush dentist and he's taking care of business for me. Really? You've been going that regularly? Yes. I've had... How long is this deep cleaning taking? Oh, that, well, that's next week. I first had to Because get... I did one and they are... It's a thing. It's awful. Yeah. It's... it's. But I was... Afterwards, it's... You feel like your tongue touches the, your teeth and it's like, oh, I, am I wearing brand new dentures? It's yes. It's pretty great. <laughs> it's the best, it's right? It's about $700 I've ever spent on myself. Well, you know what's funny, too? It's I am so grateful. Look at this new Target. It's Ooh, so exciting. Yeah, it's I kind just, of throwbacky. It's little. It's fun. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, what was I going to say is that uh, now that I have money to spend, I want to spend it on these things that have been just, they've been hovering over me like yeah. awful vultures. Sure. And it scared me how bad, like, because I, you know, I'm one of those people that's like, oh, I better floss my teeth because I have bad breath. Right, type right, of right. Not, not doing it right. Right. And knowing I'm not doing it right. Whereas, like, the only thing at the end of this is dentures. You're just going to not floss your teeth into dentures. Teeth are so important. And, they really are. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got, I told you how I broke... I broke a back tooth and then just had, it was like half a tooth with an exposed silver filling. Right. And then I was just like, this is, now we're getting into like fucking hillbilly territory. Oh, where there's like different types of alloys in your mouth. <laughs> yes, where you're just, yeah, yeah, but also just broken teeth. Like yeah. you have to take care of that shit. That you're going to deal with at some point. Yeah. Right. So I, he rebuilt my tooth. Like that's what we started with. Mm. Took out the silver. Now sure. I have. No, not silver filling. Then he fixed another filling, and the one that hurt. He's just fucking fixing my life. He on Levanzant. It's funny because I, you know, what I don't have in in God given hip strength, I have in teeth. I mean, those failed for no reason. But my teeth, I just am lucky. I think I've never had a. Okay. I know I've I've bragged about this before. It is really lucky. It is lucky. To not it have is to luck. get your teeth drilled. I'm telling you. So I'm no longer bragging. I'm just saying I'm lucky. It's okay. nothing I did. Well, I just was given, you know. But I bet you don't eat sweets the way I do. And that's the other, my other Easter memory, to bring it back to that. I'm, my mom really had me paranoid about my teeth to where I would, my dad said I would eat a piece of candy and then brush my teeth <laughs> and then eat another piece of candy and then brush my teeth again. I would brush after each piece of candy. And that's more like an unhealthy paranoia. Still though, you, as it's, I would argue it's worth it because yeah. now you don't have, I mean, to not have to be under the fucking lash of a dentist drill is just, I envy you so much. Yeah. I never have experienced that. I've never been drilled. I've been, I've had sealants like this could be a cat, you know, let's, but I don't Seal think. Seal something off, yeah. Yeah, yeah, nothing, I've never had any drilling done. Good. Yeah. That's the best. Well, also these, this dentist is, they're all about the least amount of drilling and invasiveness possible. So they just, they're all about tooth and gum health, like, and with the least amount of being invasive. It's, 
It's a very rich people approach. Have you heard, and it's more in dealing with kids, uh, There's and there's a weird bench, and t- it's just so creepy. It's like, we deal with dental chickens. And I was like, okay, that's a <laughs> someone that's scared. Yes. You know. But there was a pretty creepy, not an Aladdin's prince looking guy <laughs> with a little kid that looked real scared that isn't his kid, and he's a little close. And it, and what is, there's another chicken, what is the... Like there's a, a pedo- bantam? pedophile thing. Chicken, Chicken hawk? hawk. What yes. is that? Chicken hawks that are... That was a movie or are, something. Yes, that was a movie a about one. pedophile that preys on, on little boys. And in their minds, they believe the little boys are flirting with them. And it's one right. of the grossest... I've seen part of that documentary. It's right. so disturbing because these men are like, look, they're fl- they, this is yeah. a relationship we're having. They're flirting with me. Right, right. And it's just little boys on a bike like... Being alive and it, being a little kid. Yeah, that, and it was that when I saw dental chickens, I thought chicken, and it just <laughs> created this whole thing. But I know there was, I went ice skating one time. There's an ice skating rink, uh, and it's kind of cool. It's real ice, and you rent skates, and they hurt your fucking feet, but it, mostly little kids. But the, this one time I went, uh, uh, there was a guy there that had all these jewels. Like giant rings, just I can't. His skates were bedazzled with, with gems, and he had his hair dyed and pulled back. And he was a good skater. At some point, maybe he skated, but he was strange. And he was leaning against the glass, and he was looking at kids, and he was holding his hand out and showing his rings. And little kids would be like, "Oh, cool rings, Mister," or whatever. Like he was being weird. He was being a weird guy and he was like trying to connect with these kids and I skated up and I'm like what are you doing why are you uh, showing your rings off are you here alone and then he uh, packed everything up and left but I think wow well he sat down and he took his skates off and he just kept staring at me like he wanted to fight me oh good but he was a it was weird and it was so obvious that I wouldn't do that that's a pretty sensitive you know and I didn't really accuse him. I just said, what are you doing? Why do you keep showing your rings to kids? Like, right. And no, it, there was, like, it. a little gift area where, you know, you could buy a $3 pickle or whatever. There was, like, kid, kids behind the glass sitting, and he kept skating by and looking. It was weird. Yeah. It's you know. Clearly, that's, like, an instinctual thing. You know when somebody's got bad intentions. Yeah, and he... But he was... Yeah, it was when you say flirt, like, in his mind, he was like, well, if I, you know, get... I don't know. It's so weird to even talk about this stuff. But, I know. But uh, it was it's, happening. Did you watch this series, yeah. Mindhunter, on Netflix that was about the guys from the FBI that... Yeah, it's great. I like... A lot of people thought it was boring. I thought it was really good. It, was it got so better and better. Good. Everyone so that good. plays a killer in that is so... Amazing. But remember the part where they were, he was talking to the high, the um, grammar school principal who was tickling kids' feet and right. they were telling him to stop and he was getting really indignant and be yeah. like, I'll do what I want. Yep. Like that right there, I, I was thinking about that argument the other day. I'm like, it's so fucked. If people tell you they don't want you touching their children, the answer is that's fine. Right. And of course, these days, that's blatantly obvious. But at the time, back then, this was a man who was like, a psychopath like that or whatever that guy was sociopath whatever yeah. that the hubris of arguing with people going I will touch your children I'm not doing anything wrong or it's right. like but you you how would you know if you can't even admit that somebody else wants you to do something differently and you can't be that flexible right like what is the in mental I just think I, I think that part of that show 
was so fascinating because they're like, you can't accuse him. You can't like arrest him before he's done anything. All he's doing is tickling their feet. Right. But he's going, no, it, it doesn't feel right. It's not, it doesn't feel right. And it's like, it's not right. Yeah. Now we know that. But right. in the 70s, there right. was no way to prove it. There was no like, I don't know. And it's, it's, it's like a lot of people are like, cult leaders or what they're in a position of power and they think they can just do that and they'll validate it in their brain yes like of course they it's think my, it's fine it's my method of teaching and it works and also you're not allowed to say anything to me i get to do whatever yeah. i want where it's like yeah but you don't yeah it turns out yeah and we need to talk more about these boners you're getting out of it <laughs> right that's really what we need to uh i think this our show mm-hmm. as a podcast sure Maybe there's a lot of times we just talk about bullshit. Right. But then we go right to pedophilia and we really <laughs> face it. And I think that's important. It. Not enough people are talking about it to no end. <laughs> to really, really lay down the law of it's wrong to be a pedophile. Right. Because I, I don't like how most people are on the fence about it. Yes. I think that's gross. <laughs> we're trying to line in the sand. We really are. We're not afraid to say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of picnics happening around my in my neighborhood today it's fun i like to drive around and see people outdoors from indoors yes. in a car <laughs> with from, with air conditioning yeah yeah it just seems really warm oh look at those people on their high horse that is fucking not, not even funny to you and it's based on a sign ah <laughs> oh. oh comedy it's, it's just such a, a mystery it's just a tall sign that said high horse it's like what i could you, in my little, called the place assholes? <laughs> Look at these assholes. Cafe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh? Judgment Cafe. Judgment Cafe. Uh, Pickwick. Oh, Pickwick <laughs> Lanes today. The bowling center has um, an Easter special going on. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, all it is is they just painted the pins <laughs> turquoise. <laughs> they just dyed the pins in pink vinegar. <laughs> All night long last night. The whole place reeks of vinegar. Oh, you know, it's so funny that I do. That is a good memory. The night before the egg thing was real, that was... Man. Yeah. Let's everyone just think about that. Let's think about the good times. Oh, hello, sir. That's your type right there, isn't it? He's a real grizzly man, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Jogging. Just jogging to his photo shoot that's going to put him <laughs> on the cover of a brawny towel. Uh, I love it. If a brawny man jogs, <laughs> yes, I say yes to that. Yeah. I support it from my car. <laughs> Never jogging. Rarely moving. No. But pre- pretending to be interested in it when you talk to him at the grocery store. That's right. I, yes, I also am wearing tennis shoes, but I don't move very quickly. Oh, these Skechers <laughs> shape-ups? It's so funny you notice them. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. Anyway, I have the hugest calves. <laughs> Ah, uh, nuts. Well, I've, with this, with this little, we we uh, we did a first take. Yeah, we're done. We're done. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we know when the wind is out of our sails. My coffee has just expired. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I but it's it was as fun as always. Yeah, this is great. And thanks to our guest tonight, and uh, thank you to Easter. Yes, our our guest tonight was the Easter Bunny. Thank you right. so much for being here, you big creep. Yes, <laughs> breathing hard in the back seat <laughs> with your eyes that yeah. are actually metal mesh wire. Yeah, stay out of my kid's fucking sock drawer. You fucking foot tickling pervert. <laughs> <laughs>
the Easter uh, Bunny did it. The Easter Bunny uh, did it. <laughs> uh, you've been listening um, to Do You Need a Ride? D U I N A R. Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Uh, with Karen and Chris.